When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. What is going on, Belly Up Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Ainsworth, here another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. Today we're going to do another divisional preview in the NFL. We have special guest host Michael Brown on to talk all things AFC East with us. Mike Brown is the host of the Bottoms Up, Fins Up podcast, which talks all about the Dolphins all the time. He also does the Dream Take for SB Nation's Dream Shake, which is another fun Rockets podcast. But today, we're talking football. So without further ado, let's dive on in. And we are joined by Michael Brown of, I want to name a podcast, but I guess there's really several options to find you, Michael. Uh, There's Beer Sports, whatever. There's it's new ones called Fins Up. I want to hear more about that specifically today, obviously. And then we connected through uh, the dream or the dream take the dream shakes podcast michael you have had a long day of recording as we sit down here to record how is it going man it's awesome it's awesome literally man uh you know beer sports whatever we got episode 200 coming up a week from saturday it's our final episode ever uh so obviously you know we'd love to have you come out and 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 tell literally everybody that you know to come check us out one o'clock at carbach next saturday the 20th uh, bottoms up, fins up. We recorded uh, episode three tonight. Uh, great time. Po- I do a Dolphins podcast with my dad and I, uh, which is really cool. I think we're the only father-son podcast team that I know in the game of any podcast. So love that. 
And then uh, we also did uh, episode 333 of Dream Take slash Harden My Take tonight. Uh, so it's been a good night, man. You know, <laughs> I had a bunch that- of buddies asking me, they're like, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I'm at home. Leave me alone. I'm going up in my room and I'm going to be podcasting <laughs> six until whenever. So <laughs> catch you tomorrow. But Thursday, fun day at the house with podcasting. It's great, man. It's uh, it's a dream come true to be able to just talk sports and people actually want to listen to it. It's pretty cool. Definitely. And I got to be honest, I connected in because I enjoyed listening to Rocket stuff. Uh, you and Jeremy do great work there. Appreciate I had to ask about, you're a Houstonian, this Dolphins thing. This We're going to preview the AFC East tonight because I needed some help with the AFC East. And I was like, who do I know that's a Dolphins fan? I got one. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, right. what, where did this come from? So my dad's actually from Hollywood, Florida. Uh, so his great grandparents were a part of the original 10 Jewish settlers in the state of Florida, uh, the Brown family. So he grew up in Hollywood, Florida, lived five minutes from the old orange bowl where the dolphins used to play family got moved here when he was 17, lived here ever since when the Texans came here in Oh two, he said, you got two choices. You can either a dolphins fan or a Texans fan. I said, I've been a dolphins fan for the first 12 years. I may as well do it. I don't know if I've made the right choice at this point because my entire life has been dominated by Tom Brady and company. So like I'm on the fence about it. I think I lean dolphins though, the better jerseys, 1972 undefeated season. Dan Marino is my favorite player. Him and Akeem Olajuwon are the goats in my mind and Case Keenum, but that's a different story for a different day. (laughs) Different type of goat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like if Case Keenum ever goes to the Miami dolphins, I would buy every Jersey, like bar none, even like the Jersey t-shirts that they would sell. I'd buy it like, Oh, color combo. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Here's my, here's my paycheck. Just take it. Um, but no, man, I've been a fan. I mean, literally my whole life, you know, I've, uh, Ricky Williams, Chris Chambers, Jason Taylor, Zach Thomas, the bad years with Sperano choosing Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees, Nick Saban, hate him forever. <laughs> one in 15 ruining my life. Uh, Dolphins life, I should say. So yeah, man, I've been diehard since came into the, came in to the that's, world. That's fascinating. So what's interesting there is that like, it's two franchises that have like since 2002 really kind of like they've had players, right? Like Houston had Andre Johnson, right? JJ Watt. It, Miami, you mentioned Ricky Williams. Just they had they've had players, yeah. but neither one has had very much team success. We're gonna get to the Dolphins in a moment. I I think that they're they're in a good spot right now, honestly. Like I I, I mentioned here what you have to say. I'm actually gonna start at the top of the division though, if that's okay, or from a year ago, top of the division. That's fine. Um, we we grade things here at FN Sports. We're gonna try and predict the grades of the division in the upcoming season. And we're going to start with the team that got the highest grade a year ago, uh, the Buffalo Bills. Michael, what would you predict their end of season grades going to be this year? A minus. I mean, they're good. I mean, they're, they're, they're as good as they were. They lost some defensive guys. I know they lost Hyde in the secondary. They still have got Josh Allen. You still have Stephon Diggs. You know, they, they lost Cole Beasley. I think they're going to miss Beasley in the slot a lot more than people are giving them credit for. Uh, that was a, a target for Josh Allen that they're going to miss. They're the goat of the division until they're the goat no more. Someone's going to have to push them off of the hill. I think Miami has the best shot at dethroning them or de-goating them. 
I don't know if that's a, a term, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to file for a patent on that one tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I, I like John. I love, I'm in between like and love with Allen because you saw last year what the guy can do in a shootout. I mean, the guy a, is a stud. Uh, but if I had to just give a simple grade before we get into why, I give him an A minus. I'm not going to give him an A plus because I don't think they're going to be able to replicate the success that they had last year, but I think they're going to get pretty close. So we mentioned Diggs, and obviously we're going to talk a lot about Josh Allen. The whole team changed to me when Diggs showed up. It's simultaneously like like Allen was getting more mature as a player as Diggs shows up, and that obviously helps every quarterback. Um, I I wonder – so like it looked like to me before, Diggs took over a double coverage type of spot, which helped out a Beasley, helped out a whatever. I don't know who's – like they have Tavon Austin on the roster. Like is that is that going to be who like – you know, blossoms and benefits all of a sudden from the double on digs or, or what happens there. We got to talk Josh Allen though, right? Like Josh Allen is young. He was, it felt like he got screwed in the playoffs last year and they changed the rule to help him. <laughs> so, so you gave him an a minus and hinted at Josh Allen being part of the reason why, what, what are you thinking? He's a good look, man. He, he's, he's very, very good. Is he great? No, I reserve the term great for guys, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like he's, be- he's Patrick Mahomes. He's right below that class. He's knocking on that door. He could bust it down this year. The Bills could go to the Super Bowl. They have all the talent in the world to go to the Super Bowl. The, the tight end position scares me a little bit. I know they've got Knox. I like Knox. The wide receiver position outside of Diggs, you know, what is there? I don't know if there's enough consistent play there right now for me to go all in on Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. I think the AFC is open this year. I think it's open for business. I think Kansas City losing Tyree Kill hurts <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Um, <laughs> you know, the, can Vegas put it together with Devontae Adams? You know, Buffalo's right there. Uh, Cleveland, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, Denver is Denver is that defense is good enough to take them deep into the playoffs. Is Russell Wilson that missing piece? Buffalo, it's it's all about Allen. Can Allen replicate what he did last year? I think he's going to get close. It's so hard to duplicate success in this league because there's so much film. There's so much information now more than ever that teams can look at and they can say, oh, Josh Allen did this last year. Go watch the that, that shootout that they had with Kansas City. How many of those plays were guys just wide open? You know, I, I can think the play with, I think it was 37 seconds left. I forgot who he hit, but the guy, there was nobody within 35 yards of him. You think teams are going to give that up a second year in a row? I think it's going to be difficult. So, you know, I think it's all about Allen. It's all about that defense. Great team. Uh, the ceiling is the Super Bowl. I think the floor, they're going to be a wild card team at worst is what I believe. So it's really not a bad floor, but like it just objectively say, like, yeah. I think people in Buffalo might be disappointed if they made the wild card, but like, yeah. that's not awful. You mentioned the defense. I'd be remiss to not mention that Von Miller showed up to the defense this off season. Yep. Um, you could argue he's ring chasing. He left to uh, Denver to get to LA, got himself one. He's showing up in Buffalo. It makes its own kind of statement in a lot of ways. They got Ed Oliver on the line as well. You're a Houston guy, Houston guy, Ed Oliver. Um, what, what do you see out of the defense? Is it just the front seven or, or what's going on with that defense? Well, I mean, you've got what on the corner you got, was it Tredavious White, you know, at, at the corner spot, that defensive line is going to maul 
They've got a great linebacker play. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds at the, at the linebacker spot that scares me. I, I wish Miami would have taken him a couple of years ago uh, in the draft. The defense is stacked from top to bottom. You know, it, it's, it's hard to find a hole on this team. You know, they drafted uh, – what's his name's brother? Uh, his name eludes me. I think they took him in the second round. Uh, Two hours later. God, it's going to kill me. The starting running back for, uh, for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook. They got Dalvin Cook's brother. But keeping it on the defensive side, I, if I had to grade between who's going to grade out better between the, the Bills offense and the Bills defense, scarily enough, I'm going to go the defense. I think the defense has a higher ceiling than the offense does because of the questions at the tight end position that I have personally, maybe not a lot of other people have. But at the tight end spot, I like what they have at running back. I don't love. But I love what they have on all three levels of that defense. Grading it out, I would give a straight A to that defense. Definitely, definitely. Um, not to not to move on, but too fast. But it does sound like you think if their floor is a wild card, they are a playoff team, barring something catastrophic happening. I think so. Um, and and that that's impressive in and of itself. The the team I think that we have to touch on next is your Miami Dolphins because you mentioned. They feel like the team that could dethrone if someone's going to dethrone Buffalo. They made offseason pickups in the coaching staff that are worth talking about. But the biggest name in town now, not just because he has his own podcast, is Tyreek Hill, right? Uh, Tyreek Hill, for whatever you think about him, we saw what he did in Kansas City with both Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. You saw all the offseason stuff. You've got your Dolphins jersey on. What grade are you hoping to give them at the end of the season? B plus. A B plus. Yeah. So, which, which would be a step forward in the right direction. <laughs> like, mon- monumentally. Uh, from I haven't missed a game in three years. You know, I watch every game. Shout out to Hooters. Uh, they always put the Dolphins game on for us. We may try something different this year. Uh, but no, B plus is, is where I think they end up. So let's walk through this. B plus they had, I mean, they tanked for Tua and got him. Mm-hmm. They got this super innovative coach. Uh, I want, I'm going to want to talk some about Jalen Waddle too. I, and then they make the big signing in Tyreek Hill, the offense alone. This is not a fantasy podcast, but a fantasy person might say, Hey, that's a lot of weapons. They they're going to be really, really good. You're, I don't want to say bullish, but more hesitant. Why is that? Um, well, I mean, you got to prove it, man. And don't forget, you know, Teron Armstead, they signed the big offensive, you know, lineman, the tackle out of uh, New Orleans that they got. They signed Raheem Mosert out of uh, San Francisco, who by far has some of the best speed at the running back position the Dolphins have had in quite a long time. They signed Chase Edmonds. You know, you look at the, the running game alone from last year, who featured Selvin Ahmad, Miles Gaskin, and Malcolm Brown. No offense to any one of those three guys. But you bring in a guy like Sony Michelle that they also signed from the Rams, Mosert and Edmonds. Yeah, I'm going to take this year's. I mean, last year, if again, you know, here to give out grades that the running game last year was was an F plus. I would give it uh, because it was it was hard to watch. I mean, you could throw a nickel down the street to a couple of high school stadiums and find a better planned running game than what Miami had in their game plan last year. So. You know, you look at that, you look at Teron Armstead, massive pickup on the offensive line, Connor Williams, guard from the Cowboys that they signed, that they've moved to center, that has struggled a little bit moving to the new position. 
but it makes sense why he's struggling. I think he's only going to get better. Uh, Tyree kill. Look, man, it let's, let's put all of our, our chips on the table. There was an incident that happened in Kansas city that put him out of favor with me until he became a dolphin. And I acknowledge that incident. And I do, I, I think it's off the field. I think it's a terrible look for anybody to have that go on in their personal life. I think it's a disgusting event that took place. However, I, I like to live a life of I've made mistakes. Everybody's made mistakes. Everybody deserves a second chance in my eyes. Tyree Kill has made the most of it in his time as a Miami Dolphin. He's done nothing but come in, applaud Tua as the most accurate quarterback in the league ahead of Mahomes. I think he's wrong when he says that, but I know what he's doing. He's building his guy up, man. He's, he's putting himself out there to take all the weight on his shoulders Go look at videos of what this guy has done in Miami on the field. All he's done is ball out. He made a one-handed grab today that was sports sexy, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, my God, like, this guy's on our team. Are you kidding me? You know, there's a cool video that people should go look at. You know, he bought his parents their dream cars last week. Like, everything he's done since becoming a Dolphin is just awesome to me. So happy he's in Miami. Mike McDaniel wearing Yeezys to practice. I think he's the next Sean McVay. You know, th between those four pickups, the Dolphins are going to grade out very well this year. I think they're going to have a phenomenal season. So we mentioned all of the stuff around it. Yep. Tua is the guy they wanted. He's heading into year, what is this, three, right? Year Two three. or three. Uh, yeah. Two, year three. And so if you're looking at Tua, theoretically, like – this is the time, right? Like, like it, it, for a young quarterback with his kind of resume and, and everything coming in the league, this should be the time. What are you, I mean, Tua's got the weapons and theoretically would have to play calling and all that. What are you looking for out of Tua this year? Okay. So I'm so happy you asked this question. So happy you asked this question. Okay. Can you name me, before I answer your question, I'm going to answer your question with a question. Who is the best weapon that Tua has had in his first two years as a Miami Dolphin? honestly maybe my own bias coming in i'm gonna go jalen waddle like, <laughs> like okay. sure and jalen waddle had a fantastic year last year and you're right yeah. but we're talking about a guy who's had one year in the league it's Devonte parker mike gusecki they've never given him a running game they've never given him a viable offensive line two of this is two i'm talking about documented they had a head coach in brian flores who hated him told him all the time i don't want you here He's noted as saying after the Tennessee Titans game that he did not want Tua in Miami. Brian Flores had to go, right? Everybody started talking so glowingly about Josh Allen, consequently in his third year in Buffalo. You know what happened in the third year in Buffalo? The Bills went out and got Stephon Diggs. Well, in his third year in Miami, the Dolphins go out and get him Tyree Kill. They've got Jalen Waddle. They've given him now a viable offensive line, I would call it, with second-year uh, Liam Eikenberg of Notre Dame, Connor Williams, uh, Teron Armstead, like guys now who that offensive line is going to look so different. Don't forget about – we didn't even talk about Cedric Wilson, who they signed out of uh, Dallas. They drafted this uh, Eric Azuka guy out of Texas Tech who has looked nothing but spectacular in, uh, in camp so far. On the defensive side, they add to an already really good top 10 defense, Melvin Ingram, that they signed and brought in, extended 
uh, Jerome Baker. You've got Xavier Howard, second year Javon Holland, who I think is going to be an all pro type of guy. I say all of those things because Tua Tungavailoa is going to have a very good season. Grade the season. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give him an A minus. I think the dude is going to ball this year because they've now built an offense. Look at the San Francisco style offense that Mike McDaniel ran. Eerily similar game managers and Jimmy Garoppolo and Tua Tungavailoa. Good offensive line play that they much better offensive line play in San Francisco, but I think it's going to look similar in Miami. Debo Samuel, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddle. Um, good tight end play where they have uh, uh, his name alludes uh, George Kittle. They have George Kittle. We have Mike Kosecki. You know, that's what I'm envisioning, man. I think it's going to be a big year for Tua. It's a prove it year for Tua because if he doesn't do it, he's going to be gone and they're going to move on. Well, and depending on how poorly things go, what I think is interesting about this year is the young quarterbacks that are in like prove it situations this year is they're kind of literally playing for the right to not be replaced because there's a number of guys that could replace them in the upcoming draft, right? Like, like theoretically, if, if it just hit the fan and it just wasn't working, they could make some moves and go get, there's a handful, whether it's Stroud or Bryce Young or whomever in the upcoming draft, right? And so Tua really does have to prove it. I love that for Tyreek Hill is being like, he's the guy. Whether or not he actually thinks that is one thing, but he has to say that, and he's out there openly saying it in front of everyone. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't have to say it. Like that's, I think that's a sticking point for a lot of people is he's putting himself out there when he does not have to. You know, Devontae Adams is not out there banging down the door of what I feel like is a very mediocre quarterback in Derek Carr. There's nothing about Derek Carr to me that screams, oh my goodness, like greatest quarterback ever. Devontae Adams is not out there saying these types of things with his new quarterback. You know, to, you know, Tyreek Hill is. He's putting himself on this hill. No pun intended. <laughs> you know, he's putting himself out there. The guy is just so electrically good at football. It, and you put him and Waddle on the same team? Woo! Can't wait. Yeah, I, I enjoy the Waddle experience a lot. Um, and, and not just because he's – he, he's an electric football player before they got Hill. I was envisioning him doing some of the running back stuff that they did with Debo and, yep. and all of that. And so I don't know Bingo. if you do with Hill or Waddle now, or, but you've got plenty of options, which is nice. You got just speed, man. And that's the thing is I, I haven't been this optimistic. I don't know if you can tell, but I I've, I've never been this optimistic about a dolphin season in a while, you know? And the craziest part is a lot of people don't talk about this since they drafted Marino in the first round back in the early eighties, the Miami Dolphins, before Tua, took a quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft one time, and that was Ryan Tannehill. Like, think about that. Like, since Dan Marino, they've taken a yeah. quarterback in the first round now twice. I think there's a lot to like about Tua. He's, like, the nicest guy in the world. Like, I would love to have a beer with Tua Tungavailoa. I'm rooting for the guy. I hope he is the guy. I know if he doesn't do it this year, he's out. But I'm – Honestly, truly cheering for the guy. People who don't watch Dolphins Twitter like I do every single day don't know a lot about him, I feel like. If you hear him talk, nice, humble guy, just got married, wants to be a family man, very close with his family. They've all moved out to the East Coast to be close to his brother, who's a starting quarterback, I believe, from Maryland. Like It's a close-knit family, nice guy. Like You don't see guys like that in professional sports in today's day and age very often. And I, I'm rooting for him, man, and I hope – he does very well this year. 
No, and I think he's got all the tools. Uh, we're mentioning a young, uh, talking a lot about a young quarterback in Miami. Across the division, you've got a handful of young quarterbacks. We're going to jump now uh, to the New England Patriots and their young quarterback from last year, who I, I don't want to say surprise people because people did kind of write about it beforehand. It's like, be careful about this guy. But certainly in watching Mac Jones at Alabama, I would not have predicted it was actually going to work out like it all has outside of the fact that Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. Give me your assume. What, what grade do you think the New England Patriots are going to get at the end of the season this year? C minus. All right. Now this is a franchise that's not used to C's. So you're going to have to, what's going on in new England. C's do get degrees. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know that about firsthand, but look, man, I, I think the big missing key to new England is the lack of receivers that they, they employ right now. You know, they get Devontae Parker, every report out of new England right now is the offense looks like a mess. Now, is that by design? Maybe, maybe not like Belichick is, the, is the goat, right? And we're not going to, God, I've used the term goat tonight, like six times. I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, you know, Belichick is without question, the most successful head coach of, I mean, my lifetime in the NFL. I mean, it's hard to, to go against that number of titles, right? You know, rings speak a lot in my mind. The thing is you can't hide what Mac Jones was last year. Mac Jones is average. Mac Jones is Matt Hasselbeck. That's who I feel like he is. He's a nice player. He's not going to go out and win you games. Well, look at the rest of that offense right now. That defense is legit. I'm not going to lie about that defense. That defense in New England is going to be very, very good, but the offense is going to struggle mightily. Devontae Parker, in the you know, out of 16 games as a Dolphin, he's healthy for like four or five games. You take Devontae Parker out of that offense this year, they're going to struggle even more. I, I don't see a, a route to where this team, where that team can score more than 21 to 24 points in a game. If a team scores 28 to 35, that game is over. New England's not going to win that game. I think New England is a seven and 10 team this year. I really do. An eight, you know, an eight and nine, seven and 10 type of team. I think the Dolphins and the Bills are the class of the division. I think New England struggles. You know, I think a C minus to a C plus, like somewhere in that three, you know, C minus, C, C plus, but I'm going to bet on a C minus. I think this is going to be one of the worst years of Bill Belichick we've seen in quite a while. I think they're going to miss Josh McDaniels a lot. I think a lot more than they give it credit for. McDaniels was the guy between Brady and, you know, Belichick is a, is a defensive-minded coach. McDaniels looked Mac, made Mac Jones look better than he actually was last year the way I see it. I think that's all very fair. I think it's funny you point out like how poor the receiving room is to like echo that point. They have Devontae Parker and then whoever you want to put at second on this receiver chart is either Nelson Aguilar or little Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean, like Devonte Parker is not going to play a whole lot of games. Just that's the way his body's built. And I don't know who's number one after that. It's, it's a scary, scary sight. I think their defense is going to carry them to around 500. I know you can't go exactly 500 anymore. Um, and then I just have faith in Bill. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. we'll see how that shakes out. But um, I, for a franchise that's not used to getting C's, I wonder if big shifts happen after. If they have a C kind of season, C minus kind of season, if big shifts kind of come after. You're saying seven and nine, or yeah. sorry, seven and 10, eight and nine. Um, and that would be, that'd be big for them. Yeah. I mean, I think so. It's, I, I think there's a changing of the guard in the NFL. 
which I like. I, I think it's time. I think Belichick, he's probably got three years maybe left. I, I think he's done in, in a year to three years. Like I think that I think it would be very poetic if Greg Popovich and him retired in the same year. Like I, I think that would be really cool to see because they've carried their sport. I mean, Popovich hasn't carried the sport in a long time, but he's still the best coach, X's and O's coach in the league, not to veer away from the NFL. But that's, you know, I, I think Belichick is, is a dinosaur in today's NFL. He doesn't want to go five wide like to, to take it to, you know, Buffalo, back to Buffalo and Miami, I should say. Those are two coaching staffs that are willing to adapt with the personnel that they have. Like they can adapt. Like if the Dolphins want to go five wide, they can do it. If Buffalo wants to go, you know, four wide, if they want to go, you know, a tight end in the backfield, like they can do that. Belichick doesn't want to do that. Belichick wants to be very traditional with what he does as much as he wants to fight it and try. He's not a trick play guy. He's not a, you know, he's not a raw, raw, let's try different things type of guy. He's going to do what he's going to do. That's not working in today's NFL anymore. It's just not. So I, I, I think there's a changing of the guard in New England. Well, and I think that's just, you know, it, all good things come to an end. All right. If there's a, a changing or a shifting of the guard, there's one franchise that really wants it to do a full 180. <laughs> and that's the new yeah, right. <laughs> So they're having second year quarterback, uh, second year under Sala now, right? Um, walk me through what grade would you give the Jets predicting their end of season? D plus. I mean, so not a total uh, shift in the guard. <laughs> no, no, I mean, not, not like a, not like a crazy changing in the guard. Like, look, man, the jets are the jets. There's not a franchise, even as a rockets fan. Like I hate the jazz. There's nobody I hate more than the, than the jets. <laughs> it, it, there's nobody that I despise. I hate their fans. I hate their, I hate everything about them. I just do. It, which is, it's fun, man. That's what makes sports fun is, is a hatred like that. I like Sala a lot. You know, he was a, he was a coach here in Houston for a while. Uh, he did a great job in San Francisco before he gets the, the job. That roster is so bad. Zach Wilson, I don't believe in whatsoever. I like what they did in the draft. I think they got some, some real talent. The NFL, I feel like more so than any other sport, maybe baseball, is you can build through the draft. But when you get legitimate talent, that first year is such a different game than it is in, in college. It's going to take those guys a minute, whether it's Garrett Wilson, uh, whether it's uh, who I think that they took, who they take? They took uh, Sauce Gardner. Uh, and then they got, uh, I believe, a defensive end, I want to say, uh, in the latter part of the first round. But they're, they're they got top t- a D yeah. tackle from AM, uh, Michael Clemens. Yeah. Okay. So they did, they did well. Fine. Great. It still doesn't take away from the fact that Zach Wilson is a bottom of the league type of guy. Although I would be remiss if I did not applaud him on any podcast that I talk about Zach Wilson for his triumphant offseason and response to it. I don't know if, if you're familiar with his Instagram response of like, hey, I heard there was some news. I'm going to go hang out with my boys in the middle of nowhere uh, before camp. It's so legendary. Like, I, I wish nothing but the best for him. I want his team to go 0-17, but I applaud the young man for, for doing his thing this offseason. So what was most surprising about that Zach Wilson story to me was 
I would have never guessed a guy that looks like that from BYU would have that story follow them around. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, oh, 100%. And I know I, I'm guilty of it. They were talking about it this on uh, Shout Out to Sports Radio 610. And there was like pictures of on Instagram of his mom and like her friends. And they're like breaking down like the likelihood of which friend it was from which photo. And I'm like, Zach Wilson, like you could win a Super Bowl. This is going to be the most talked about like spot of your career. A, you're never winning a Super Bowl with the Jets. Uh, I hope, <laughs> but no, man, you know, to get back to the grade part of it, look, man, he, that team is just bad. You know, that, that team is just, they took Bryce Hall, who I like a lot, the running back out of Iowa state, which is fine. But Robert Sala, like my, my thing is in today's NFL, just looking at it from a broad spectrum, it's so hard to win with a defensive minded head coach. It's just hard. You know, with guys, you know, Sean McVay, offensive mind. Uh, I'm trying to think. Matt LaFleur was an offensive mind uh, going up to Green Bay. Now they have Aaron Rodgers. That helps, you know, but implementing an offensive-minded system is so much easier to integrate in today's NFL with how much emphasis is being put on the offensive side of the ball, especially on the college level. It's not so much the defense anymore which sucks. You know, I like a good balanced team like anybody, but offense wins. And I don't feel like Robert Sala. I like Robert Sala a lot. Listen to him talk. The guy's phenomenal. I'd run through a wall for him, but he's going to struggle to score points just like they're going to in new England. Well, and the interesting thing is that like they get this great defensive minded coach and every year it feels like there's a new rule that helps the offense. So like, like at some point you're like, you're fighting an uphill battle there. What's interesting about Wilson to me is I, so I anticipated the game being faster, especially going from BYU and like, yep. they're not quite a mid-major, but they're not a power five team. And then working, he didn't play Alabama's defense, right? Like those kinds of things, working your way up to pro football. But he still, to me, he was at 55% completion and negative two on his touchdown interception ratio. And, and I guess I just, I, I just thought that he'd be a little bit closer to even you know a little bit better than that on the ratio and maybe closer to 60 on the percent even even assuming that it was gonna be a lot of dinks and dunks and check downs and that kind of stuff because it's just too fast and and he wasn't I, I will say that I think Garrett Wilson could be a great teammate for him um it just it's like you mentioned they're just both young right y'all have Tua they bring in Tyreek Hill right veteran you mentioned Josh Allen they bring in Stefan Diggs veteran Gary Wilson's gonna be great he's not a veteran he's, he's not gonna be able to ch check out of his route and kind of hook it up the same kind of ways and I I just they're the Jets someone's gotta lose these games to Miami and New England and or not necessarily New England I guess but and also Buffalo like that yeah. they're gonna that's all tough that's all really uphill well and, and there was a reason why the Jets were noted it was down to the because I'll never forget where I was when the Tyreek Hill news broke Cause I was working and I get a slew of text messages saying, Hey, it's, I got a buddy, Steve, big jets fan. Uh, love the guy. And he texted me. He's like, Hey, it's between you and us for Tyreek Hill. I said, that's not funny. Like, don't joke with me about this. <laughs> like, that's not, like, I'm not okay. Cause I'm about to just leave what I'm doing at work and just go focus on this. I'm like, Oh my God, we just got Tyreek Hill. It, it's funny because I feel like it was, it was so close to the jets being the team that we were talking that we just talked, you know, a bunch about with the dolphins being that team that's close, you know, 
Zach Wilson all of a sudden is going to look like a viable NFL quarterback. My thing with Wilson is Wilson is Johnny Menzel. He's a little bit better than Johnny Menzel, but what made Johnny Menzel great at AM was the gunslinger mentality. Like, I'm going to sling this thing all over the yard. We're going to throw the ball 50 times. Wilson's got the better arm, but he still has to have that gunslinger mentality. He's not big enough to scramble for, you know, 40 to 70 yards a game. He's got to scramble to throw, if that makes sense. Like, he's not big. He's not Josh Allen, where I should rephrase what I just said. He's not, he's going to scramble for yards. But he's, he can't do that for a 17-game season. He's not built like that. Josh Allen could run for 70 yards a game, and he's big enough. He'll just run dudes over. They need to do a better job. No disrespect to a guy like Braxton Berrios, but there was nothing that infuriated me more as a Dolphins fan than to give up legitimate yards and points to a guy like Braxton Berrios. Like, sorry, like Braxton Berrios was a worse version of Wayne Corbett. There's not a guy that I hate more in the Jets organization than Wayne Corbett. I, I hated that dude. Hated that dude. But getting back to this year, they would be, they're a team that's going to benefit from losing games. Let's just let's put the, all the cards on the table. They lost uh, their big offensive tackle uh, out of Louisville, Mackay Becton, uh, with a knee injury this week. They just signed a, a Dwayne Brown to a two-year deal. That actually makes them better. Like Dwayne Brown is still a legitimate offensive tackle that can play the game. He's going to be good for the locker room. I actually hated to see the fact that they signed Dwayne Brown because that's going to make them a more respectable team. They're still going to go, I'd say one in five in division play, and they're going to struggle to win games. Well, and so what's interesting is that like they could go four and 13 and it is improvement, right? But like, it's still really bad. I, I, what, I, I chuckled several times and muted myself once. When you mentioned that Zach Wilson reminds you of Johnny Manziel, after the offseason storyline that Zach Wilson just had, I'm like, that's a Johnny Manziel storyline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And I saw that story about Zach Wilson, and I'm like, okay, this actually just makes Zach, this made Zach Wilson more likable in my mind, which is scary. Like, that's a scary thought. Yeah, what does it say about the rest of us that we're like, oh, I like him more? <laughs> yeah, right. Like that's the society that we live in now. I'm like, oh, he slept with one of his, his mom's friends. Bro, yes. All right. I five. So um, yeah, man. But you're not gonna get me to shed a tear the more games that the Jets lose this year. Well, as I look at their schedule, right? So they open with the Ravens. That's an L. They play, they play the Browns, and I guess that they probably won't have Deshaun in game two. Um, they might, they they're probably going to have Jimmy Garoppolo, though. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, Jimmy goes Something to that team, silly. Lose. Yeah. Game three, they've got Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> Steelers game four, your Dolphins game five. Like, the Packers game six. They could be looking at, like, 0-7 by the time they take on the Broncos. Like, th there's a real chance. I just looked down, they go, Broncos. Patriots bills they might be over at their bye week week 10 like that there's a, that's just a really hard way open the year and then sir you play Chicago week 12 can they win that game maybe but also if you're one and nine or like what like just like do you go out and practice the same do you go out and work this like football is a beat down and it's really hard and when you're losing every week it's only harder like it's, it's not set up for success at all it's interesting you bring that up because if I mean, first of all, it's a hellacious schedule, but I do 
applaud the organization because I do feel like they have the right guy in Robert Sala. Robert Sala will not let them rest on their laurels and just, you know, be okay being bad. Like he's going to push those guys, getting Garrett Wilson, getting a guy like Sauce Gardner. I would have gone Stingley over Gardner, but that's that's just me. You know, the LSU connection versus the Cincinnati connection. But they, they've got the right guy at the helm to lead them through this very tough time in the organization, which, again, you will see me shed zero tears about. <laughs> I, I should probably clarify. I don't mean that they're going to like the coaching staff. is Just like as a player, sure. like Ex- that, absolutely. that sore ankle is going to be like, ah, I might sit out today. My ankle's sore. It, it just those kinds of things. Um, so I think I know the answer to this question, Michael, after mm-hmm. hearing your previews, but I got I to gotta ask it. A, who do you have predict or who are you predicting to win the division? Man, I, you know what? I don't want to get a bad rap with your your viewers, your commenters, your listeners. I'd like to be invited back on the show. I don't want to be known as the guy who's the homer and is going to say the Dolphins. <laughs> I genuinely believe it in my heart. I think the Dolphins have a, a real shot at winning the division. But I am going to go Buffalo by a half a game. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Or so, like Dolphins and the Bills tie record-wise, but they have the tiebreaker. Like I yeah. want, I want to resol- I want to have some dignity when I say this and not be the homer. So I am going to go Buffalo, but it, by the skinniest of margins. You know, the NFL has to come up with some weird like tiebreaker rule, and it's going to fall in the favor of Buffalo. So I will go be Buffalo. Like- point differential within the division like there'll yes. be something <laughs> yeah like, like the who... sports center sports center is gonna have some like segment long like they can't believe this is happening in the nfl it's incredible <laughs> they've never seen it before in the history of the nfl it lands in the bills favor but it could have gone in the dolphins favor yeah bills i will say if it t- came down to like some weird like coach trivia contest i feel like y'all have a nerd in charge and that's a good thing (laughs) like i imagine like i wanted to come down to like in friday night lights the movie where they have to meet at the truck stop in the middle of nowhere and it comes down to the coin flip and uh what's his name you know mike mcdaniel's in there wearing his yeezys with tyree kill and it just comes down like we lose on that coin flip. Like, I would be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my second question that I'm asking everyone we're doing these previews with, but I think I know your answer is, is it a two-playoff team division? I, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's not I a think... three. You don't think it's a three, though. That'd be ridiculous. I. But. Well, you, you got to look at, you know, the AFC West is so tough. You know, the AFC West is just a gauntlet between – I mean, you could have two or three teams come out of there alone. You know, Denver, uh, Kansas City, or, or Vegas. You go to the AFC North. You know, I think Baltimore is going to be good. I think uh, Pittsburgh, I think, is going to struggle a little bit with a rookie quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati just went to the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, you've got the – what am I forgetting? Um, the South is probably a one. I would, yeah, like... the, yeah, I would say the AFC South, whoever wins. Tennessee is probably going to win the division in my eyes. Indianapolis, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people uh, with the play of Matt Ryan. And then you go to the AFC East. And so, you know, I, I think it's a two-team. I'm bullish. I think the Dolphins go back to the Super, to, to the Super Bowl, uh, to the playoff. I mean, I hope it's a Super Bowl. But I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think Miami's got everything you could want on a roster to make a playoff run. 
if I had to bet, you know, whatever's left in my bank account after booking multiple trips this week, that I would say that they are a playoff team. And I think that they're a one and done team, but I think they, they get in. I think they, they make a, make a run in the playoffs in that first round. They're going to give a team everything that they want with the talent that they have on that roster, barring health. Well, and again, like it's, you, we mentioned their speed all up and down. It's hard to get ready for that kind of speed until you see it. Um, I, it's a tough division. You went through the list, though. The AFC is just loaded, and that, loaded. that's just the way that goes. Uh, Michael, you're on a bunch of different outlets with a bunch of different content, frankly, in, in all sports and all aspects. So tell people where they can find you, your stuff, and th- those kinds of things, projects moving forward. Man, my, my man, I appreciate that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. That will be changing uh, after the show next Saturday. Uh, you can catch me at The Dream Take. Uh, we do multiple shows a week. Uh, we're the only podcast at The Dream Take for the Dream Shake on SB Nation that we do a show after every single Houston Rockets game. Uh, so you, you can follow us there. We do all of our shows on Spotify Live. Uh, you can catch me uh, weekly every Thursday at 7 o'clock over at the Fins Talk Network. So on Twitter, at Fins Talk Network. Shout out to Bobby Melendez and team. We are building something phenomenal there. All things, all Miami, all the time. And BSW uh, or Beer Sports, whatever. Uh, we've got three shows left over the next couple of weeks. You can follow those shows on my Twitter feed. Perfect. And the Dolphins thing is fun and new. It's sad to see the old one go, but like this, we caught you this cool transition moment, Michael. I'm glad we got you. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. It's uh, they found us, uh, you know, the only father son podcast. Uh, and we still get to incorporate the beer part of it. Uh, we've got some really cool shows planned. I'll be in Miami for a game. Uh, I'll be in Baltimore next month. I'll be in Chicago. I'll be in Detroit doing shows for the Fence Talk Network for Bottoms Up, Fins Up from breweries in those cities uh so we're giving uh Dolph fans some pretty cool content that you can only catch at the Finstock network i love it i love it. well thank you for coming on today michael uh again that's at currently it's at bsw underscore mb keep you know keep tabs on see how things are shifting because so much is happening but thanks for going on again man my man it was a pleasure uh look forward to coming back uh soon Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But... You're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but it helps <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your bombs, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. 
All right, so do you feel like you have a better grip on what's going to happen in the AFC East this year? Shoutouts to Mike Brown for helping us out tonight. Again, his Twitter handle is at BSWpodcast underscore MB. That's at BSWpodcast underscore MB. That's Spear Sports, whatever the first podcast he started up. He does Bottoms Up, Fins Up, a Dolphins podcast all the time, and the Dream Take for SB Nation's The Dream Shake. Thanks again, Michael. If you want to follow this show on social media, we're at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. That's at F underscore N underscore sports on Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at FN Sports 2. It's F-I-N-S-P-O-R-T-S number 2, all one word on Twitter. You can find all the good sponsors to the show. That's The Beard Struggle, that's Yeti, and TheClutch.com. You can find all those things through the link tree in the links in the bios on both those social media handles. From that link tree, you'll be able to find all the episodes, those sponsors, and our merch store. Our merch store has different t-shirts, caps, hoodies, tank tops, a couple of mugs, all of which send profits to charitable causes. So make sure you check that out, grab some swag, and help out some people that need your help. If you're looking for me and my personal stuff on Twitter and Instagram, they're both at Painsworth512. It's at P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm typically sharing things that I'm recording on, sharing things I'm writing, sharing things I'm finding, sharing things like losses in, on Sneakers app. Uh, talk about the Texas Longhorns, Houston Rockets. We're going into the fall, so I'll be talking Dallas Cowboys and Houston Texans, a lot of different things. So make sure you go check me out. It's at Painsworth512 on Twitter and Instagram, P-A-I-N-S-W-O-R-T-H-512 on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support the show for free, you can make sure you hit like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, give us a positive view, do all the wonderful things to help with the podcast, and whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.